Hey everyone, welcome to the First Press Podcast for Kids. This is Miss Beth. It's time once again for a story, some questions, and a family activity. I love it when I hear that families are listening together. Did you know that way back before you were born, before your parents were born, and even before I was born, when there were no computers or even TVs, there was just something called radio. And in the evening after dinner, families would gather around the radio together and listen to someone tell a story or sing songs or report the news. And now we do the same thing with podcasts. So gather the whole family together and everybody listen up. This week's story is another one from the book of Acts, chapter 8. Our story begins in the city of Jerusalem, not long after God's Holy Spirit filled up Jesus' disciples and gave them the power to tell others about Jesus. One of these disciples was Philip. Philip was in Jerusalem when an angel of the Lord said to him, Go out of the city to the desert road, the one that leads from Jerusalem to Gaza. The angel didn't say anything else. Philip didn't know what was going to happen on the road, but he did as the angel instructed. He left Jerusalem by the desert road and began walking toward Gaza. As he was traveling along, he met a man from Ethiopia. This man was an important official in his country. He was in charge of the treasury of the queen of Ethiopia. He was in charge of the queen's money. He had traveled all the way from his country to worship God in Jerusalem. When Philip met him, the man was on his way home again. Philip saw the man riding along in his chariot, reading from a scroll, and Philip heard God's spirit say, Go and meet that man. Stay with his chariot. So Philip ran over to the chariot and walked alongside it. Once he was close enough, Philip heard the man reading aloud from his scroll, and he recognized the words the man was reading. They were the words of the prophet Isaiah, who had spoken to God's people hundreds of years before. Philip asked the man, Do you understand what you are reading? And the Ethiopian man said, How can I understand? It's all so confusing. The words are from such a long time ago. I'm trying to make sense of it, but I need someone to explain it to me. Then his face lit up like he had an idea. What about you? he asked. You are a Jewish person. This Isaiah was a prophet of your God. Do you understand it? Can you explain it to me? And he invited Philip to jump up in the chariot and explain the scripture words to him as they rode along. Now, here are the words from Isaiah that the Ethiopian official was reading. He was led like a sheep to be killed and in the same way that a lamb who is about to be sheared of its wool is silent, so he did not open his mouth. He was deprived of justice, and his life was taken from the earth. And the Ethiopian man said, You see, it's confusing. I don't understand. Who is the prophet talking about? It sounds like he's talking about someone who died without ever protesting what was happening to him. Someone who didn't even deserve to die. Who was it? And so Philip began to explain. Starting with those words from Isaiah, he told the man all about Jesus, who was killed without deserving to die, and who didn't protest or try to fight off the people who came after him. Philip explained how Jesus was the Son of God, 
the promised Messiah who had come to finally bring God's kingdom to earth. He described how Jesus not only died, but came back to life to conquer death so that all the world's sin could be forgiven. He told the man that anyone who believed this would be welcomed into God's kingdom forever. Well, the Ethiopian man listened very intently to everything Philip told him as they continued to ride along in the chariot. And when Philip had finished, the man looked thoughtful. And then he said, look over there. I see a spring of water. I believe all that you are saying about Jesus, so why shouldn't I be baptized? Isn't that the thing to do? And then, without even waiting for Philip to answer, he called to the man who was driving his chariot. Stop! Stop the chariot, he said, and jumped down, beckoning for Philip to follow him. And so the two men went over to the spring of water. They went down into the water, and Philip baptized the man in the name of Jesus. And as they came out of the water, the Holy Spirit suddenly took Philip away from that place. The Ethiopian man never saw him again. But he went on his way home rejoicing because he knew Jesus now and had been welcomed into God's kingdom. This story from God's Word, just like all stories from God's Word, speaks to us because we are God's people. Now, we know that stories from God's Word are God's way of speaking to us, but sometimes it's hard to understand what He's saying, right? Just like the man in today's story, sometimes we have questions about the things we hear and read in the stories. Maybe you have your own questions about today's story. You could pause the podcast and take a couple of minutes now, before I ask my questions, to write down your own questions and talk about them with your family. And then when you're ready, you can listen to the questions that I ask and answer them too. Ready? Here we go. Question one. God tells Philip through an angel to go travel along the desert road, but doesn't tell him why or what is going to happen. The Bible tells other stories about God asking people to do something without explaining what's happening. Does anyone ever tell you what to do without explaining why you should do it? How does that make you feel? Why do you suppose God sometimes asks people to do things without telling them why or what is going to happen? Question two. When Jesus was arrested and punished and then killed, he didn't do anything to try to protect or save himself. Is that how most people act when someone tries to hurt them? What do you do when someone hurts you or hurts your feelings or gets you in trouble? Do you ignore them? Try to hurt them back? Why do you think Jesus didn't protect himself? Question three. The Bible says that the Ethiopian man went on his way rejoicing. What does rejoicing mean? What did he have to rejoice about? What do you have to rejoice about? And how do you rejoice? Now, like I said just a minute ago, at the beginning of today's story, God tells Philip to do something without telling him why or what is going to happen. And this isn't the only story in the Bible where something like that happens. 
One of the other stories is in the Old Testament. It is the story of Abraham. God tells Abraham to leave his home and travel to a new home, but he doesn't tell Abraham exactly where the new home is. He said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you. I will show you. God hasn't shown him yet when he tells Abraham to go. And just like Philip, Abraham did what God directed him to do. There's a word for that. Do you know what it is? The word is faith. Abraham and Philip had faith in God. They trusted God to keep his promises and show them what to do, even though they didn't know what it would be. And because they trusted God, because they had faith in God, they obeyed him and did what he told them to do. Most of the time, I am not very good at doing what I'm told without knowing why I should do it. If my boss tells me, don't tell that story about Philip, tell a different story, tell one about Peter instead, I'm going to say, why? What's wrong with the story about Philip? Why should I tell a story about Peter? I want to know what's going on. What about you? I mean, if your dad says, come on, get in the car, it's time to go. Don't you ask, why? Where are we going? Or if your mom says, you need to come home right away after school, you can't go to soccer practice, wouldn't you say, why not? What's happening? Now, I am very fortunate. My boss is Pastor Chad, and he almost never tells me what story to tell. And if he does ask me to tell a different story, he always explains why he wants me to do it. But that doesn't always happen with everything in life, does it? We don't always get to know what's going on. And it doesn't always happen with God. Sometimes God tells us to do something, and just like with Philip and Abraham, he doesn't explain the whole plan. I wonder why. You see, I even ask why God doesn't explain why. But you know what? I think I already know why God doesn't tell us everything. He wants us to learn how to put our faith in him. He wants us to know that we can trust him to do whatever needs to be done. He wants us to practice trusting him by obeying him. When we obey God, even though we don't understand what he is doing, we are being faithful. We are becoming faithful Jesus followers. Now, here's a trust game you can play with your family to remind you that trusting and obeying go together. The game is a trust obstacle course. So here's what you do. Choose a place in your house for the start line, maybe the kitchen table. Have one person stand at the start line and put on a blindfold. All the other people in the family decide together where the finish line will be. It might be the tree in the front yard or the bedroom closet upstairs. Do this part quietly. You don't want the blindfolded person to know where they are going. Then you choose one person to be the direction giver. This person gives directions one at a time to the blindfolded person guiding them to the finish line. Give everybody a chance to walk blindfolded. Choose a different destination each time. And when you're done, 
Talk about what it was like to trust the person giving directions. Were some people easier to trust? Maybe it was easier to trust your parents than your brothers and sisters. Or maybe one person just gave better directions than someone else. Was it easier to obey, to do what you were told, when you trusted the person who was giving the directions? What's easy or hard about trusting God? And how can you get better at trusting Him and obeying Him? So before we end, let's pray together. Faithful God, it isn't always easy for us to have faith. It's hard to trust you because we want to know everything. But we don't need to know everything, do we, God? Because you have everything under control. Teach us to trust you and to be obedient when you ask us to do something. And help us to remember that you love us every day, no matter what, and that because you do, we have your power to go out in the world to love other people in your name. Amen.